Hello and welcome into the first ever edition of the 2019 Hawks on the Clock podcast driven by Kumo Tire. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, and I'm very excited to announce that my first ever guest this season, Mr. Grant Williams from Tennessee. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. How is your day going? How is your workout? Give us some details. It's been great. Um, the process is amazing, meeting a lot of great people, and the workout went well. Um, it was competitive, a lot of talented players here, and honestly, we just had a good workout and competed really hard. So what stop number is this for you? How many workouts have you had? This is my fourth workout. Um, I had Golden State, Utah, and Phoenix, which I got in at 12 o'clock last night from. So um, it was pretty exciting to get up this morning and compete against some really talented Was it players. actually exciting, or were you like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can do this? Oh, no. You got to come with a mindset you can do it every single day. If yeah. you're not ready to live this lifestyle, then you got to prepare for it. So for me, I just came in with the same mindset bars that was good I liked that talk about the competition out there you know every day it's a little bit different but how are you able to kind of show off your skill set you know during these drills and and stuff that's not just regular gameplay honestly you just have to for one stick to your strengths understand what you're good at but also show the things that you need to improve on so for me it's always been about playing to my IQ and using that at a high level but also um, showing that I can really shoot the ball and defend at a high level so those are the two biggest things going into the workout for myself Let's talk about college a little bit. I just want to say that, like I told you before, I went to Kansas. And, <laughs> you know, we got we got the big dub over you guys. That's probably our biggest win this season. Probably, but like, because I fouled out on some tough calls. But it's, okay. it's all right. Just let us have the win. You know? I'll let you have it. I'll let you it have wasn't it. the Devon, best season. Devon already bragged enough for Good. it. So. All right. Well, I'm glad. Um, so obviously, your season didn't end exactly how you guys had hoped. But how great was that tournament run? How great was it to be that number one for uh, quite a while of this season? It was exciting. Um, Definitely something that we have to look back on and be really proud of. Uh, you always wish you could have done more with it because that's just the type of person you are. You're hard on yourself. But um, for the team that we had, we were a, a bunch of amazing people that really enjoyed each other and really spent time with each other over three or four years. So um, we cherished it and going to thank thankful for it. So speaking of college, along with Admiral, now Jordan has officially declared. How does it feel to have these guys by your side going through the same process as you every single day? Oh, it's, it's, it's kind of wild. We're talking about how we're putting on different jerseys, which we haven't done in kind of three years, so three or four years. So Jordan, myself, Kyle, um, Admiral, we all just are taking the process with a, an open mindset because we don't know what to expect, and that's kind of what you what you want in this process you the uncertainty is uneasy uneasy but um you love it do you guys feel like a little competition like who's gonna get drafted at what number kind of giving each other flack for that not really no we um just hope we're in a great situation with around surrounded by people who really are going to invest in us so for us we're just going into the process of being who we are and competing and wherever we end up maybe we'll be together maybe we won't be um we're just gonna still keep in touch and be the brothers that we always have been you're a great talker. They got you a good good education over there at Tennessee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, my, you, my guy Andy in here. So we got, oh, we got some great shout out. shout out to Andy. But I don't know. He's not as good as you are on the mic. I'll say that. <laughs> I feel like he got a little bit to him. He's uh, <laughs> we'll see. You can ask him to Millie Rock later. You'll be a little scared. Um, <laughs> let's talk about one of your best known skills. It's just your toughness, which, again, is something that's kind of hard to show out there. But it's also a skill that can't be taught. How does that make you different from every other guy in this draft? Well, honestly, just... Being who I am is kind of what I have to go with because I'm not going to be that guy that's jumping out the gym or um, trying to impress somebody doing other things. So for me, it's just competing and showing the talent level that I have and how I've competed at a high level at a great university for three three whole years against um, really talented players. So um, for me, it's just coming in with the competitive mindset and being who I am because that's all I can do. 
you were a two-time SEC Player of the Year, but some people say you were kind of overlooked throughout your career. Um, how does that kind of give you a fire, and do you have a chip on your shoulder at all because of that? It's funny because it's always how it's always been. I've always been a guy that no one expects to be able to translate to the next level or how will he fit or will he even um, be the star player that you, he was in high school or in college. And for me, it's just been about working hard and doing everything that I can to help my team win. It's never been about the individual glory. So um, everyone who said, overlooks me, quote-unquote, or says, like, I'm under – I just – don't pay attention to it. I'm a guy who just focuses on myself, focuses on the team and helping our, us win, and um, those are the two biggest things. I like it. That's good. The Hawks obviously have quite a few picks this season in the first and the second round. After being here today, what would it mean to you to be an Atlanta Hawk, and what do you like about this program? It's definitely a lot of youthful talent. You have Trey, Trey and JC and uh, a lot of great personnel here, um, Coach Lloyd, and it's an exciting place to play in because I've, my cousin played here at a Slim Stoudemire when Joe was here and Josh Smith and in that time Marvin Williams. So uh, it's a familiar city for me. So it would be definitely amazing to play this close to home in Charlotte. And it's something that I'd be, it'd be an honor. So for me, it's just coming in with the mindset that I'll do whatever it takes for us to win and get us to the point where we want to be. So in the NBA, is there someone you would say you've modeled your game after? And if not, who could you compare your game to a little bit? I've always loved watching guys that are kind of similar in my mold. So looking at a guy like Draymond Green or P.J. Tucker, um, Jay Crowder, Kawhi Leonard, because Kawhi was a six-seven power forward coming out. People told him he to posted up too much. People told him that he didn't have that handle or that jump shot. And you see how he's developed his game. You look at how Draymond's changed from the back to the basket player he was at Michigan State to the versatile playmaker that he is with the Warriors. So um, that's similar how I play because of the high basketball IQ with also um, a little bit of handle and – um, that competitive mindset. So those are the guys who I really try and compare myself to, but also um, thrive and compete with. What is the best piece of advice you've gotten maybe from your coach or from a veteran that you might know like Tobias Harris or maybe someone out here today? Well, honestly, people just tell me to be me because um, that's all, I, all you can do. And also um, that's what got me here. So trying to change and, and adapt myself to fit someone's mold um, you have to at times because um, that's what they ask you to do but you also have to understand what your strengths are and where you can play and help teams win and so they said just go into these workouts don't try and be out of yourself and do something crazy just be who you are and that's what will get you to where you want to be because um, the type of person I am with my IQ and also just the personality that I have uh, hopefully that takes me further all right, so we'll get into the fun stuff. I was told by an inside source that you play a game called Settlers of Catan. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. You're good. Uh, tell me a little bit about your love for that game in particular, how you got into it, why I heard it's part of your road routine, perhaps. For sure. How, how did that become a part of it? So really our team um, just really wanted to have something that we compete with. Love competing. That's how our Coach Barnes teaches us. So the board game kind of came into effect when Riley Davis was there my sophomore year, as well as Lucas Campbell, who's a walk-on, or a GA now, and Brad Woodson. And I walked in, saw them playing, and I was like, what is this? And kind of picked it up from there. So then we started branching out and getting other guys to play on the team, like Eve and Zach Ken and James Daniel when he was there. It was just something that, for one, it kind of engages your brain and makes you kind of think. So my mom always told me growing up that if you can learn on off, off the court, you can learn on the court. And something that I live my life by because I always, I'm always trying to learn. I'm always trying to understand things differently. So um, Catan was always that road game because it kind of engaged your mind without draining it. It wasn't something that, like video games do, when you play hours of them, you mm -hmm. kind of get tired. And Catan was more strategy. You kind of prepared, and then it helped us not only just 
be able to pick up the sky and pour a little bit easier, but also um, got, got our competitive edge going um, either before or the night before a game. So um, it's a great game. It's not, not We always love to compete, so that's what we do. We'll do a quick rapid fire, and then we'll wrap up. All right. I also heard that you like Game of Thrones a lot. Yes. I don't watch it, so we can't have any friendly banter <laughs> about it, but what was your favorite thing about the show? Honestly, I l- love the character development. It kind of kind of struck me in the back when they kind of went reverse and just took away it all of it in season eight because Jamie, who you probably don't know who that is, Jamie Lannister, <laughs> Jamie, of course. and Cersei both uh, were like changing. Next thing you know, they go back to what they were in season one. It's just like you hope for differently, but um, it was a great ending, and I'm thankful for the producers because it gave me <laughs> something to watch for the past couple of years. Shout out to the Game of Thrones producers. <laughs> When you when you get drafted, maybe you guys could do some kind of like a partnership together or something. Yeah, I'll, there's a Game of Thrones Catan, so think about oh. that. There's already a lot of things going on with that. So. All right, well, do you have that one yet? I do actually. Oh, Great. <laughs> All right, quick rapid fire. Uh, favorite NBA player growing up? Um, really, that's I, I, not a rapid fire question because I had so many, but um, <laughs> I would say Draymond was the guy who I looked to when I was older. I didn't really when I was growing up it was my cousin Salim. Yeah. Favorite artist right now? Uh, Chance the Rapper. Favorite food? It's changed because I changed my diet. What uh, is your favorite food Asian right food, now? Asian food. I love Asian food. There's some good places in Atlanta. Uh, favorite kicks on the court? Uh, Paul George's. Favorite kicks off the court? Anything. And who do you have, Raptors or Warriors? If Katie's out, the Raptors. If Katie comes back, the Warriors. All right. Well, you heard it first. That is our first ever edition of Hawks on the Clock podcast driven by Kumo Tire. Grant, thank you so much for your time. Wish you the best of luck, and maybe we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Hawks on the Clock podcast driven by Kumo Tire. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, and today I am joined by Eric Pascal, forward from Villanova. Yes. How'd I do? Great. Did I, did I get an A? <laughs> you got it right. You got it. Perfect. So welcome. We're going to do a little podcasting today, just talking about your draft workout. How did it go out there for you today? Uh, I feel like I could have played better, but uh, I mean, it's a process. It, there's a lot of workouts you have to go through. You're going to have good days and bad days. So, I mean, it's a it's a day-at-a-time thing. What number draft workout is this for you? And kind of how do you get your mind right when you say, like, it wasn't your best workout or something like that after? Um, This is my third. And, uh, I mean, you just got to know that coming in. I mean, I've been in school for five years. So, I just know that playing all those college, college basketball games that you're going to have good days and bad days. But uh, at the same time, you just got to keep your head up and move on to the next one. Where have you been before this? Where have you been working out? Uh, my first one was Milwaukee and then uh, Golden State. So we'll talk about college a little bit first, then we'll go into some pro stuff and then some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about college. You were part of a national championship team. I want you to know I went to the University of Kansas. No hard feelings, but a little bit. You guys got us back last year, this year, actually, so you guys are good. So now we're, like, equal. Kind of. Even a little bit. I don't know. You guys, bit. you got the national championship. Yeah, that's so. the one thing. We, yeah, that's, we won. You can't equal that. Final four. How, <laughs> how did it feel to be there? How, how has winning that kind of changed you as an athlete, if at all? Um, it, it changed me a lot. I mean, just knowing that you were a part of something that special. I mean, I, I watched the first one because I had to sit out that right. year. So, I mean, just being able to get my own and with, with my teammates meant a lot. I mean, it's, it's great that uh, I got to do that. I mean, not a lot of people could say they won a national championship. And we did it in a very, very easily way, I would say, at the same time. But uh, we, we just had a special group that year. Yeah, you sure did. So you've technically won, too. Yeah. You have a ring from the first one yeah. and everything. Yeah. 
Look at you. Big time. Speaking of Villanova, obviously fans listening are very familiar with Omari Spellman, who also <laughs> came out of Villanova. Um, first of all, before we get into the funny stuff, what was it like playing with him there? He is a competitor. I mean, me and Omari got into it multiple times just being super competitive and uh, it was great. I mean, just competing against him every day in practice and pushing each other to get better was great. And we got to get some funny, <clears throat> excuse me, Omari Spellman stories. What do you have for us? Everybody asks me the, the funny Omari Spellman Well, because stories. we just know how funny he is and, like, you know, <laughs> different he is. So I feel like you, from college especially, and he's younger than you too, correct? Yeah, so so you got, like, you saw him grow up a little bit. Yeah. So what do you got for us? <laughs> um... Probably the, the funniest story I have with Omari was we were in practice, and this is when uh, we were in Spain, so we had a foreign tour, and this is Omari's first year. And, like, I was just being, like, super physical with O. So O was getting mad, getting more mad, getting more mad. <laughs> and uh, so, like, I said something to O. He's like, Eric, shut up. And, like, he's just so ready to, like, just to fight me in practice. <laughs> but I just laughed, and he started laughing because he got, he got so riled up because I just knew how to get on his nerves. Right. But uh, at the end of the day, it was all love. And, you know, he has not lost that. He still has that fire in him. He oh, he's always going to have He's always going to have that fire in him. But uh, that's that's the great thing about him. Yeah, he's great. You are known for your size, obviously, yeah. and your spot-up shooting. What else can you teach fans about your game and maybe some improvements you want to make throughout your career? Um, Definitely playmaking ability. I mean, just being able to pass the ball, uh, being all-around complete player. I mean, that's something that uh, I've talked to with my coach, Coach Wright. And uh, I'm, I've definitely been working on it. And uh, I feel like um, I'm just trying to get better at it every day. That's one thing that I've always learned just every day, just make a stride. I know there's a lot of, you know, kind of chasing around in college, but especially at the NBA and especially right now, the game is so fast and at your position, you're yeah. going to be chasing a lot of guys around. Do you feel like you're ready for that? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, try, I take pride in my defense, so I'll definitely uh, – Try to do a good job of just chasing guys around because I look at the playoffs, look at like Steph and right. chasing him yeah. around all the time, yeah. and I, I would, I would try to do my best at it, even though he's he's pretty hard to guard. Yeah, most of his defenders look like exhausted. I liked watching his brother because you could almost tell when he got frustrated with like how much he was having to chase him around. Yeah, you probably remember the back back in the day. Yeah, uh, trying to guard him the same way as well. I'm sure he did. Speaking of the NBA, is there a current or former NBA player that you would compare your game to? Um, I've heard the Draymond Green one. Uh, also, somebody that used to play for the Hawks, Paul Millsap. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that one a lot recently. I did read that about you, too. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, definitely those two guys I, I look at because they're kind of the same height as me and uh, very skilled, could do multiple things on the floor, and uh, that's how I look at myself. When you were growing up, did you see a guy maybe like Paul Millsap or someone, and you were like, I want to play like him, I'm going to you know, pick up on some of his moves or some of the things he does? Um. Honestly, no, because I used to be very skinny. Really? Yeah. So, like, when I was very skinny, like, I used to look at guys like Kevin Durant or, like, okay. people like that. But as I got bigger and stronger, I would look at guys more of my position. So I would look at, like, Paul Millsap and stuff like that. Yeah. So how long did it take you to go from skinny to being what, maybe well, oversized, if anything? But you looked like almost like a football player out there today. Oh, yeah, I get that a lot. A lot of people tell me, uh, why don't you become a tight end or a DN? Yeah. It's like, uh, I played football when I was younger. I didn't really like it that much. Yeah, basketball's so. a little bit better. Yeah, a lot better. <laughs> and uh, But, I no, nah, it took me about two years. Um, actually, it was, like, very heavy. Like, I was heavy, like, in terms of no muscle tone, nothing. And then I lost that weight. So then I, it was just... 
it just stuck to me. So it feels fine. I have the same problem. <laughs> Are there any other vets other than Omari? There's a few other Villanova guys, Dante, even Trenzo. Um, anyone else you keep in touch with? Every guy that's in there. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much I talk to Kyle when he comes back to Villanova. I talk to uh, Mikel a lot, Jalen, Dante, Omari, Josh, all those guys. Y'all Arch. Stacked. Arch. You so. can keep naming them probably too, right? Uh, only one I don't talk to a lot is probably like Dante Cunningham, but he's like older. Right. Yeah. Is is there a piece of advice that one of them has given you that's really stuck? Um, just be yourself. I mean, just shows, kill interviews, and uh, be yourself. But show the best of you. I mean, that's one thing. Trying to do too much or just being someone you're not can, can hurt you. Just be yourself and just know that you're going to have good and bad days. So I'm sure you probably know this about Omari. He really likes poetry. Yeah, yeah, of course. Is there something like that for you that's kind of an outlet or something you just enjoy doing outside of basketball? Um, probably just talking to my family. I mean, I'm on the road so much that I don't get to see them. So just knowing that uh, like they're one FaceTime away and every Sunday they're all together and they FaceTime me, uh, that's something that I look forward to. So no, like, rapping or poetry? play a little bit of video games. That's about it. What's your go-to video game? Probably Call of Duty. See, I was maybe thinking you'd say Fortnite, but then I remembered you're a little bit older for college, so maybe you're not into the, you know, I the pl- kids love I Fortnite. Pl- I play Fortnite, and I, <laughs> my nephew asked me to play Fortnite all the time. But, uh, no, nah, I'm more like a Call of Duty guy. I like some good Mario Kart, Mario Party. And yeah, like I, bought, it, I bought a Nintendo Switch last year just yeah, for that. that's the best. Yeah. Take that on the plane with you, yeah. play it everywhere. Shout out Nintendo Switch. <laughs> you want to sponsor us? <laughs> um, the Hawks have five draft picks this year, so obviously you are projected to go anywhere between the first and second round. What would it mean to you to be an Atlanta Hawk? Um, it would mean a lot, honestly. Uh, I have family down here. I have family in Georgia, so uh, being able to see them a lot more would, would help me out a lot, just knowing I have a, another family down here. You and Mari kind of keep each other in line here? I'll have to keep him alive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we'll keep each other in line. We'll keep each other He's good people. We'd love nah. to have you. Um, two more questions. What is your favorite food? Uh, anything seafood. Atlanta has a lot of seafood. Yeah, I'm a big uh, seafood guy. What's your favorite seafood? Uh, honestly, I like them all. Like, I like crab. I like shrimp, uh, salmon, all that. I'm very, very into it. Do you like oysters or? Yeah. Yeah, uh, not, not raw. Not raw. I can't, I can't do raw. Uh, just cook. Cooked. Yeah, okay. steamed or something. I can't yeah. do raw, no. <laughs> it's a little nasty. Yeah. So you said, we talked about you played some video games. Is there anything else you do when you're not playing basketball than talking to your family and playing video games? <laughs> no. <laughs> just basketball? No, no. I'm very, very low-key and just try to keep to myself a lot. And my last question is, your favorite shoes to hoop in? Braun 15s. And what do you wear when you're not on the court? I like the new Nike Hyper React. Those are really comfortable. And some Roshis, probably. Or Jordan 1s. I'm a big Jordan 1 guy. Got you. Well, that is a wrap for me. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. We wish you the best of luck. And that's a wrap. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Hawks on the Clock podcast driven by Kumo Tire. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, and today I am joined by Daniel Gafford, a power forward slash center out of Arkansas. 
How's it going? We're going good. How about you? Good. Thanks for coming on, for giving us some time. Oh, thanks for having me. We are here at Draft Workouts. We're not too far away from, we're in the month of the draft now, which mm -hmm. is kind of crazy. Yeah. How does it feel to be here today? How do you feel knowing you're just weeks away from the draft? Um, I mean, it feels like it was a blink of an eye that I was first now, first going to Miami where I was, you know, based out of working out it and, you know, yeah, I'm here already, and it just feels like it's just been going by, you know, instantly, like in the snap of fingers. I mean, it's just been a great process for me. So, I mean, I'm just taking a day at a time, taking it as easy as I possibly can. I'm just, yeah, just taking baby steps right now. And how many workouts have you been to so far with teams? Uh, so far, this is my third workout. I've been to Detroit, went to Detroit, like right after the combine, went back to Miami for about 10 days, got some extra work in, then I headed to OKC. Do you enjoy training in Miami? Because I feel like it's really hot there right now. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, you know, the way the gyms are set up when I'm, you know, working out is mainly cold. So I enjoy it a lot. You know, I'm really out of the way of everything. I'm in Aventura, Florida. You know, I'm somewhat spaced out from everything, you know. But they got me staying at the, um, the reserve, Mariana Palms, if I'm not mistaken, that's what it's called. Um, just staying there is quiet, peaceful, you know, not too much going on. Only thing you can hear is the train and the honking of the people in traffic. Was that like a little promo in there? Did they ask you to name drop their their apartments in here? Oh, uh, no, because <laughs> I mean, I was just trying to uh, make sure. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, talk about your workout today. You were out there with Bryce Brown, who I'm assuming you're somewhat familiar with. Mm -hmm. Was it nice for you to see that familiar face on the court? Oh, yeah, it was good. You know, me and Bryce, uh, we have somewhat, you know, a mutual relationship. We are we cool when it comes to whenever we're around each other. I really don't talk to him that much when it comes to off the court. Whenever, I mean, whenever we're around each other, you know, it's like, you know, it's either work or being friendly at the same time. So it was always, it was always good seeing a, um, you know, former conference guy. Yeah, know. and I can imagine that you guys are very competitive. Mm -hmm. In an atmosphere like this, do you feel like you're competing or is it kind of just like every man for themselves, you're cheering each other on? Uh, right. At this point in time, when it, when it came to being on the court, we was competing. Everybody on the court was competing, from me to Bryce Brown. Everybody out there was competing because, you know, when we get out there, we just got to show what we can do. You know. So let's talk about Arkansas. Not one of the biggest powerhouse schools, but you came out of there. You're projected mm -hmm. to be a first rounder. Talk about your experience there and just why you decided to finally enter the draft for good this year? Uh, me in Arkansas, it was a great experience. It was um, they treated me well. They treated me like a son. Everybody that was there, no matter if they were related to me or weren't related to me, or they were friends or weren't friends, because you know most of the fans they always treat you like family. And first when I got there, they welcomed me with open arms, and you know they always you know was behind the way I worked and everything. You know I gave them my all, and you know when I finally made this jump, everybody was um you know, on my side with it. So we'll talk about your game a little bit. You're well known for your work around the rim, put back dunks, rebounds, blocks. What is an area of your game, first of all, that you are impressed by and then another area that you want to improve? I'm impressed by, um, you know, how I can jump for a guy my size. I mean, you know, some guys my size, you know, they have, you know, that jumpers need, that knee problem that they always have. But surprisingly, I haven't had that yet. And, you know, God forbid, I hope I don't have it. <laughs> um, you know, that's the only thing that surprised me because, you know, I jump higher than what I usually can jump sometimes. And then, you know, sometimes I'm jumping the same, like, same height. I'm always jumping. So it's the main thing that surprised me. My athleticism goes, you know, another level one day, but it stays the same the next. What was the other part of the question? Something about your game you hope to improve once you're in the NBA. Um, I hope to improve my ball handling a lot. I mean, I didn't really handle the ball that much in Arkansas. You know, I was usually banging in the post, back to the basket, trying to get an easy bucket. But now, you know, since I'm going to the NBA, I got to know how to expand my game or whatnot because, you know, Blake Griffin expanded his game from being a back-to-the-basket guy to where he's out dribbling the ball like a guard now. And I want to somewhat expand my game like that. So, you know, just hitting the ground running with that one. 
And what about your three-point shot? I know that wasn't huge for you while you were at Arkansas. And obviously, like you explained, um, centers are becoming extinct. So mm -hmm. the power forwards are now shooting the three-pointers. Centers are shooting the three-pointers. Is that something you hope to improve? Yeah, I hope to improve that a lot. I mean, I want to be one of the big guys that will still be able to, you know, go back to the basket can, you know, take people off the dribble, but I also want to improve my jump shot at the same time because, I mean, it's always good to have a big that can actually shoot threes and knock them down consistently. So I want to be, you know, one of those guys. It's all in a day's work, though. <laughs> and one of those guys now is John Collins, who mm -hmm. I'm sure you're somewhat familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, your game has been compared to his a little bit, especially coming right out of college when he was at Wake. Um, would you enjoy learning from him from, you know, being on the Atlanta Hawks? Uh, most definitely. You know, I'm always ready to, you know, have some type of person that can push me beyond my limits to where I can be a better person. You know, as long as, you know, they're willing to push me as much as I push myself, I'm all for it because, I mean, I'm always ready to learn something new. And he's got some good bounce, too, so you guys mm -hmm. can see, like, who can jump each other out oh, of the Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a current or former NBA player, first of all, that you modeled your game after growing up? You were like, oh, I want to play like him. It was mainly like, you know, Clint Capella, Rudy Gobert, those guys coming up in the league, the way they excelled their game. I want to, you know, kind of shape my game off of them because, you know, they're great pick and roll guys. They're great rebounders. They're great at finishing around the basket. Whatever, how, However how you throw it up, they're going to try their best to bring it down. And, you know, they mainly focus on defense first, offense second. So I want to kind of balance my game like that. And is there anyone, maybe it's those two guys that you would compare your game to right now in the NBA that you – play like and you might play more like once you get to the league um they're both you know crazy when it's coming to run when it comes to running the floor I compare myself to them a lot when it comes to that you know setting pick and roll you know I'm not good at rolling as hard as them but I know I, I know I can get there so you know I somewhat compare myself but I've also had comparisons to them a lot so that's why I compare myself to them I kind of shake my game off of them because of you know how the comparisons because as the people say the comparisons are similar you know I look at it and I see it too so I just you know I got a lot of work to do if I want to be like those guys I like it. Um, Hawks have five draft picks this year, two in the first round. You're projected on some draft boards, obviously, to be a first rounder. Mm -hmm. What would it mean to you, other than the John Collins that we already discussed, to be an Atlanta Hawk? Uh, it would mean a lot. I mean, Atlanta's a great city, and uh, the Hawks are a great team. They have a young core. You know, I would love to be, you know, around a team like this a lot because, you know, being around a young core, you know, you got guys teaching and you got guys learning at the same time. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get that day. So it's always going to be a surprise throughout the team, and that's something I'll be ready for. And is the young core and the young coach, is that something that's attractive to a guy coming into the NBA? Um. Yeah, I could say that. I mean, you know, I'd be all for that because, like I said, you know, people are still learning, and then you got vets on the team that are actually teaching at the same time. You know, the coach could be teaching, the vets could be teaching, and sometimes the young guys could even teach. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get throughout the days of practice or in, with the team. You never know what rookie duties you're going to get. I heard yeah. those are very popular yeah. here, so you got to prepare yourself for <laughs> yeah, those no matter where know. you go. you got to get my mindset on being ready to do chores. Yep, <laughs> carrying your little pink backpacks, all that. Second to last question, what's been the hardest thing about this process for you, either um, physically or mentally? Hardest thing is being able to, you know, tell myself to take care of my body because, you know, going through all the plane rides, going through all the workouts, everything, you know, your body gets tired, but you also, like, I, you know, have to tell myself to take care of my body at the same time, but at the same time, I have to make sure I take care of my mind because mm -hmm. you got to train your mind more than you train your body, too. Yeah. So just doing that, basically making sure I can train my body and my mind to withstand all the stuff that I'm going through, like with workouts, flying everywhere, you know, all the times off, making sure I take care of my body and all that is just a big, you know, main thing I'm focusing on right now. 
does taking care of your body, I'm sure that includes eating well. I know mm-hmm. a lot of guys coming out of college enjoy junk food and all that. Is that yeah. something that you've kind of been trying to learn? Yeah, I have. I mean, it's real big because I'm pretty sure all, all, all other guys are still working on trying to eat healthy. So that's the main thing I'm trying to focus on, too. So eating healthy is one of the big things of being able to take care of my body because, I mean, if you eat healthy, you'll play healthy at the same time. I like that. What's one food, if we place in front of you right now, that you would just, like, not be able to resist? Not, like, bad food. Oh, junk food? Yeah. Um, a pot roast. <laughs> <laughs> That's random, but I like it. Yeah. Okay, last question. Raptors or Warriors? Obviously, this will air probably in a couple of days, but right now they're all tied up at one. Yeah, it's one on one right now. I actually had the Raptors, you know, taking that close game mm-hmm. last night, and I was surprised they didn't. A lot didn't. of people did. But, um, I mean, I feel like the Raptors are going to pull it off. I just have a good feeling. Do you actually think that? Or you're you're trying to convince yourself of that? I don't have an opinion either way, but I think some people say that because they want to, like, will it into existence. Like, it's like I'm on a balanced scale right now. I'm leaning towards the Raptors right now. But, I mean, if the Warriors take this next game, then I'm just going to say the Warriors are going to take it the rest of the way. (laughs) All right. I dig it. I like it. All right. Well, that is a wrap. Thank you so much, Daniel, for your time. I appreciate it. Best of luck to you, and maybe we will see you in the future. All right. Thank you. Hello and welcome into another edition of Hawks on the Clock podcast driven by Kumo Tire. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, and with me now on day two of our podcast is a center out of Maryland, Bruno Fernando. Hi. How's it going? Pretty good. How you doing? Good. So we were just talking about this, but we did this same podcast last year um, when you were playing with a draft. Not sure if you were going to enter. You ended up going back. How does it feel to be here again today? Uh, it feels great. It definitely feels great just to have another opportunity to be here, obviously, and just, you know, get a chance to showcase my skills in front of everybody here in Atlanta. So, And plus, I'm glad to be back for a second time. So, And you get to do a second podcast. So. Exactly. What more could you ask for, really? Talk about your workout today. Obviously, you've already gone through this, so you're pretty familiar with what you're going to have to do. But how did it feel being out there again? It was great. It felt great. Uh, it was a lot of competitive, you know, a lot of energy out there. People just, you know, everybody try to come in and prove themselves. So you got to make sure you step up and be the one guy to bring something else that nobody else is bringing. So I think I did a good job on that, bringing energy and just, you know, playing with effort all the time. And what made you eventually decide to go back to Maryland after last year? And what's something that you're really glad you learned by going back? I just felt like I needed to grow. You know, not just as a player, I think off the court as well. I just felt like I needed to grow, I needed to mature and just experience more things. And I think that going back to school really helped me with that. Um, got a lot more comfortable on the court playing and everything. And that's kind of the thing that I noticed the most, just kind of like my workout last year. I, I remember last year, a workout here in Atlanta, kind of was all over the place. And now this time I was a lot more comfortable and just like knew exactly what to do now this time around. So I think that helped me a lot going back to school to just mature and get a lot more comfortable. I like that. That's good. So speaking of Maryland, obviously we have two Terps here. Right. Um, I don't think I, – I don't think – I know you didn't play with Alex Lynn. Mm-hmm. You played with Kevin Herter, yeah. um, who we drafted. And what is it – is it exciting to be here knowing that Kevin is here in Atlanta? It is. It's very exciting. Uh, me and him be talking a lot back and forth last year throughout the season. Obviously when I got here last night too, text a little bit. Uh, just to be here, see him sitting down there watching me working out, that's kind of like a great feeling. And just kind of like thinking back to the fact that I played with him and now he's like here sitting down watching me working out to get in the NBA with his eyes. So it's kind of very inspiring to me to see that and just to see him be around and, and stuff like that. Obviously, Alex, too, even though I didn't play with him, but I got to know him um, and just talk to him a little bit. So it's, it's really exciting for me. And I'm sure Kevin would love to have you here at the Atlanta Hawks, mm-hmm. not only to have you by his side, but also to give you some rookie duties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he talks a lot of crap, so Does I, he? I'm sure he would definitely try to do that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just 
It's just part of the game, no matter where you end up. Um, right. What would it mean to you to be able to step on the court with him again as a teammate? Uh, it would mean a lot, obviously. You know, we played um, together in college, and just to get a chance to play with him again, and kind of we both already have a feel for each other's game, and just kind of get to compete on the court with each other, and if either if it's practice or, like, actual game, and just kind of, like, get to be around each other again and just have that experience that we had in college again, I think that would be pretty cool. And just, you know, we're going to grow closer again, you know, just kind of, like, get closer and closer and closer. I just feel like it would be it would be great, you know, to obviously be here and get to experience that again. Obviously, Alex, too, like I said. But, like, with Kevin, it's just different because we play on the same right. team. Yeah. I'm sure that would be a great time. So as far as your game goes, you're known to be an exceptional athlete, very mm -hmm. explosive. What is one area of your game that you hope to improve once you get to the NBA? Um, I think it's a lot of things in my game that I can still improve, but I really think one thing is just, you know, my ability to space the floor, put the ball on the floor, and I just keep shooting the ball, you know, either if it's free throw or mid-range or three ball, just keep working on that and try to make sure that, you know, I don't, you know, not necessarily being a great shooter, but just being a good enough shooter to, you know, to impact the game in a lot of ways. But I just feel like I could do so much on the court that improving those areas is definitely going to take me to another level. And so we were just in here with Daniel, and he was talking about how the center position is almost becoming extinct as far mm -hmm. as, like, your average center. So is are those types of things, like shooting the three ball, like a lot of, mm -hmm. like Alex Lynn does now, who didn't before, mm -hmm. is that something, like you're saying, that you hope to improve? Right. It's definitely one of the things that I hope to improve. Um, like you said, you know, the center position is kind of, you know, fading away a little bit. But, you know, at the end of the day, still, you know, a lot of centers are still needed to rebound, block shots, and rim run and stuff like that, set screen. So for you to be able to do something extra is kind of like a plus for the yeah. team. Definitely. And I might have just touched on it, but what's one area of your game where you know I'm going to get in here, they're going to be impressed by this? I think one area of my game that I think a lot of people in the NBA will be impressed with right away is my shooting ability because it's something that I didn't get to showcase a lot in college. I had to play a role and just kind of like, you know, be the guy that do a lot of things for my team to win. And obviously I'll still do the same thing to help my team win, but just I think that my game will get to spend a little more in the NBA. I like that. I didn't expect that you were going to say that, so that's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen Hawks games before. We got a lot of lobs going on, mm -hmm. um, especially between Trey and John Collins. What yeah. would it, you would, if you were drafted by the Hawks, be on the other end of that? Does yeah. that look exciting for you? It does. I was just saying out, out there, um, you know, talking to, to some guys out there, just kind of like having a point guy like Trey makes a lot of things easier for you. And not just that, but also having guys that can shoot the ball from the corner three, you know, Kevin out there, they obviously draw a lot of attention on the floor. So for you as a big guy to be able to set a screen and dive to the rim and get the lob every time is something that would happen literally all the time. Yeah, yeah, it, and it does. Yeah. And I'm sure Kevin would have to throw you some lobs too. Yeah. Kevin he actually he didn't dunked do a few times. He didn't, do, he didn't do that much in college, though, I'll tell you that. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, hopefully, maybe if you guys play together, he'll step it up. Right. But he had, I don't know if you saw, he had some a few really good dunks this year. Yeah, I started teaching him how to dunk in college oh, okay. yeah, when I was there my freshman year. So I tried to let him know to be aggressive a little bit and dunk the ball a little bit. So he started doing that uh, his sophomore year in Maryland. Then when he came <laughs> here, he just kept on going. So it's because of you? Yeah, so oh, I thought right. about it. So he's going to need to do like a shout-out to you every time he dunks or something. I know, you know, I know, like man. get like a B tattoo or yeah, something? Yeah, We'll work on it. Is there any player um, growing up that you modeled your game after you watched and you said, I want to be like him when I'm in the pros? I would say growing up, definitely the player I uh, looked up to it was Kevin Garnett. It was kind of like the player I always wanted to be like and play like. But right now, I think, you know, as I got older, I just feel like realized there's a lot of more things that I can add to my game than just, you know, bringing energy and playing hard. And um, right now, I watch, I watch a lot of different guys in the NBA, a lot of different big guys, Joel Embiid, Clint Capella, Moss Turner, um, Alex Lynn, and all these guys. And just, you know, to be able to take kind of like little things from their, the, like a mix of guys' games. And uh, But, like, yeah, I would say my all-time favorite player is Kevin Garnett. So... 
other than him, is there someone in the NBA today or that's retired now that you would compare your game to that you think you play like? Um, like I said, I think it's a lot of different guys that I take little things from their game. But I think a lot of a lot of comparisons that I gave kind of like, you know, a lot of Montrezl Hero, a lot of Serge Ibaka, Clint Capella and stuff like that. Um, I just feel like I do kind of like, like I said, I, I can mix a lot of little things from these guys' games just like, Mantras her play with energy all the time, and it's mm-hmm. something that I do all the time too. And Clint Capella ability to defend on, on both ends on the floor, uh, affect the game, rebound and stuff like that, catching lobs and just like staying in front of guards. And a monstrous her like I already mentioned. And um, yeah. So you got so. you got that uh, the grit kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about your personal life, and then we'll wrap up. What's been the hardest thing for you about this process? Not so much physically, but mentally, and just taking care of yourself. I would say probably the hardest thing for me has been just kind of like kind of just adjust to everything. You know, it's it's something that I've never done before. It's a lot of different, a lot different now. I just get to travel travel all the time, like. I just flew flew in here last night. Right now, I got I got to fly again to 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 another place, another team. So I think just that constant flying and and stuff like that. I think that's like kind of like the most the most thing that's been like the hardest to adapt to because I've never done before. Even though I was flying a lot in college, but it's it's a lot different. Um, but yeah, I would say probably that. And what do you do in your free time when you're not playing basketball? My free time when I'm not playing basketball, I read books or watch basketball. So you just watch like old games? Yeah, I just watch a lot. I, I'll go back and watch high school games too. So you like take notes and stuff? Yeah, I don't. I mean, not necessarily high school games, not so much, but like my college games, obviously, I do. Yeah. So I was reading an article about you online, and I read that your parents have never been to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and they're working on getting here for the draft. Possibly, mm-hmm. what would that mean to you to have them there? That would mean a lot. You know, obviously, my mom and dad never seen me playing basketball live, and I think I thought that that was kind of like one of the reasons that kept me going to you know get to experience something like that. And now for them to be here, obviously, you know, draft night and just, you know, for me to hear my name, Kyle, and they, them being right there, just, I can't even describe that. It's just going to be a crazy feeling. And um, and it's just, you know, I always said I want to do something special for them, and I think this is something special that, that I'll be able to do for them. That was great. <laughs> um, okay, last question, Warriors or Raptors? This, this will go, come I out? I got to go with the Warriors. Okay. Especially after they tie Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last one, first game, you know, after first game, I was kind of like, uh, but I got to go with the Warriors. How many games? Five. Oh, so they're just going to go straight. Yeah. Because they're going home now. Right. They're going, yeah, they're going to win both games at home and then win one morning in Toronto. All right. Well, we'll have to see about that. Yep. All right. Well, that is Bruno Fernando from Maryland. Thank you so much for your time. Good luck with everything. And maybe we'll see you in the future. Thank you. Appreciate it.